Hello and welcome to this midweek special Manchester is Red podcast. Of course, we're here to react to the fact that Manchester United have just played Real Madrid in Houston, Texas, which was a 2-0 defeat. United lacked serious creativity in the attack, which is reinforcing the fact that Man United do need to bring in a striker. Anthony Martial was not even on the bench as he's only just returned to training, meaning that United didn't really have an out-and-out forward to replace Marcus Rashford when he eventually came off in the game. So with that in mind, let's have a look at how United lined up. It was the strongest starting eleven that we've seen in pre-season with Onana making his debut, one of only two players to play the full 90 minutes. Luke Shaw, Martinez, Varane, Wan-Bissaka made up the back four with Kobe Mainu partnering Casemiro in the defensive midfield. Garnacho, Fernandez, and Mason Mount in the attacking midfield with Marcus Rashford as explained up front. Now, unfortunately, Kobe Mainu came off with a really, hopefully not too serious injury after just three minutes being replaced by Christian Eriksen. But other than that, every single player that came on that started the game, sorry, was substituted besides Bruno Fernandes and Andre Onana. So we saw appearances from Lindelof, Maguire, Dallow, Anthony, Jaden Sancho, Palestri, Brandon Williams, Donny van der Beek, Scott McTominay, but Ahmad Diallo, Tom Heaton and Amari Forson were the three players who did not make an appearance. Scott McTominay has, of course, been linked with a move to West Ham recently. And... Uh, Rumor, rumor has it that West Ham are also interested in a loan with a with a maybe a, a deal to buy Harry Maguire. So there's still a lot to happen in the transfer market for Manchester United. If players are going out and if the rumored thirty to thirty five million pound for Scott McTominay comes true, Manchester United could bolster that transfer kitty, enabling them to go and buy that centre forward, especially with. The, uh, the price tag on Hoyland's head and the, the obvious £100 million that Daniel Levy is demanding for Harry Kane. But anyway, let's have a quick look at the game. Manchester United lost 2-0 with goals from Jude Bellingham after just six minutes. And then Yosselu finished the game off in the 89th minute. In terms of the stats, both teams had 15 shots. Both teams had five shots on target. United had the uh, slightly more possession, 53% to 47%. United made 575 passes to Real Madrid's 510. United's pass accuracy was higher than Real Madrid's, 89 to 87. Both teams committed 11 fouls. United had two yellow cards to Real Madrid's one. United had one offside to Real Madrid's none, but Real Madrid had five corners to United's four. The stats are very favourable to Manchester United, despite the scoreline. So, you know, we know it's a pre-season friendly. We don't want to take too much too much context into it. We don't want to read too much into it. The, the players have been in to their new routine only for two or three weeks now. Real Madrid will be the same. But look, it's the first defeat on the tour and Eric Ten Hag was speaking to the media after it. But before we speak to or hear from Eric Ten Hag, Tyrone Marshall has sent his report back from Houston. So without further ado, here's Tyrone Marshall followed by Eric Ten Hag. Good evening from the NRG Stadium in Houston, where Manchester United have been beaten tonight 2-0 by Real Madrid in the third game of their, pre their US pre-season tour. 
Uh, trip to Houston for United. I mean, left San Diego. They're going back to San Diego tomorrow. A training session in Houston in the morning before returning to San Diego. Then, of course, the final leg in Vegas. Uh, an, an interesting game tonight. I thought United played well in parts, but just so little creativity only really reinforce the need that they have to sign a striker. They have to find a way to add more goals to this team. They passed it really well in spells. They, they set up nicely. You could see little changes again with Ten Hag. Um, Bruno Fernandes played on the right in, in the team tonight and, and, and the way they set up and the strongest team that played for, for an hour. Uh, Kobe Mayne, who started the game and got injured in the second minute and had to go off. Christian Eriksen came on. Um, and then after that, with the way United set up, Casemiro was the deepest midfielder. Again, they had the two advanced ones pushed up. It was almost attacking with a six again. Fullbacks getting forward well. A lot more compact. Andre Nana, I thought, made a massive, massive difference in terms of the compactness of the team, the way they were able to play that high line and push up. And, and it helped them to keep the ball and pass it really well. But like I say, just very little creativity. I think Andre Lunin made, made three saves, maybe one from Mason Mount, McTominay um, and Fernandes and beyond that. It's hard to think of, of much that United really created against uh, against Real Madrid, despite, I would imagine, having more possession. It certainly felt that way during the game. Um, United going behind early on to Jude Bellingham, a phenomenal goal, to be fair. Marginal for offside. Uh, I think one second might have just been playing him on, but Antonio Rudiger floated the ball over the top. United's high line was one area of concern. They did get caught out a few times there, and that's something I'll have to watch with, with an arm. I mean, and they can do it now, but Bellingham controlled the ball brilliantly. Um, Anana was in that typically advanced position and Bellingham just lifted the finished over him. It really was exquisite and Bellingham was fantastic, to be honest. I mean, what a footballer. United must be ruining the fact that they let him get away at 16 when he, uh, he chose Borussia Dortmund over them because he is world-class at the moment and got to be one of the best midfielders in the world. He was brilliant tonight and showed a bit of fight as well. He got hacked down towards the end of the first half by Alessandro Martinez and uh, it was a yellow card and, and Bellingham just shot to his feet and shoved Martinez back and we know Martinez is an aggressive player but Bellingham's pretty imposing himself and, and clearly showed that fight um, and then yeah like I say United had a lot of ball just didn't create a lot of chances really um, the, the team that started or the team that started after two minutes basically when Erickson came on for Mayne who played about an hour then there was nine changes uh, Bruno Fernandes and Anana the only players to play the full game for, for United um, and like I say I think Anana was certainly one of the positives. He was incredibly comfortable with the ball at his feet. Did not make one long pass or one long kick all night. Uh, constantly going short from every goal kick. Real Madrid didn't press him that aggressively, to be fair. So there wasn't, um, he wasn't under a lot of pressure, but there was a couple of moments where they closed him down and he just quickly found passes out. One to Brandon Williams, actually, that was really sharp pass. Um, he was very vocal as well, um, really communicating with his teammates, really getting involved. And, and his positioning just so far advanced when, when United when United were playing in Real's half or Real was starting goal kicks and, and building up themselves Anana was I would say midway between his goal and, and the halfway line occasionally closer to the centre circle than his own penalty area it's, um, you know, his positioning is incredibly advanced and I think in so many ways he just revolutionises the team this way play f the, the team the, the team the way this team will play sorry with them um, with replacing De Gea. That advanced position allows him to play the high line. You know he's sweeping up. They can build play better because he's got the confidence and the ability to go short every time. Um, and there was one moment at 1-0 really late on when, when Rail tried to counter, played a long ball over the top and there was Anana 40 yards from his own goal, heading it clear. It's still 1-0 at that point. It ended 2-0. Final goal, a stunning overhead kick from Hosselu. Two really good goals from Real Madrid and, and Hosselu there. I think they might send him on loan, 33, 34 now, recently called up from Spain. Obviously, knowing from the Premier League from Spain and Newcastle, uh, from Stoke and Newcastle rather, but 
he was he was average at best in the Premier League, but he's somehow now in the tail end of his career at Real Madrid and, and playing for Spain, and it was a phenomenal goal. Um, you know that was certainly endearing to those to those Real Madrid fans. But a, a, a disappointing result for United. You can't get away from it really, and disappointing Kobe Mainu going off injured. Um, he looked in some discomfort there, and I think the fact he was chosen to play this game in a midfield with Casemiro, with Mason Mount, with Bruno Fernandes shows how highly Tenag rates him and how well he has done this pre-season. And um, the fact that we saw him for literally 90 seconds before he went off injured is, is a cruel, cruel blow. And hopefully it won't be too bad and he'll, um, he'll be back in the, the team soon enough. So United flying back to San Diego, like I say, tomorrow. They're training in Houston, then flying to San Diego. Um, finish a couple more sessions in San Diego. And then on Saturday evening, they will head to Las Vegas. Sunday is the final game of the American Tour against uh, Borussia Dortmund in the Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Uh, Johnny Evans and Joe Hugel have been added to the squad from the uh, under-21 group that played Wrexham on Tuesday. So they will be around for that Dortmund game. Um, and then just keep tuned to the uh, Manchester United MEN's YouTube channel, to our website, to all our social media channels. We'll have more video and content for you from America over the next few days. But that's all from Houston. Simon Stone. Rick, what's your uh, thoughts about that game? Yeah, well, uh, first was, of course, a bad start. Uh, straight injury from Kobe Minor. He has to, to get off, and then we are in the limit. We conceded straight straight a goal. Uh, offside, onside. Uh, it's, uh, it's very difficult uh, to see. Uh, but then I think when we have seen a game, so head-to-head, because Real Madrid, uh, a very good team, very good football players, but um, I would say we created some very good chances, and I think we uh, we have to be more clinical. Um, we, we should score goals from those situations. And I think we had a couple of it, three, four very good chances. So unfortunately, we didn't, but we stayed in the game till uh, almost the last minute, and then we conceded the second. So all over. Uh, um, I, 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 I've seen some good stuff, uh, and we can from this. Uh, we know we are in the right direction, and uh, we have to against a good opponent, against a complicated system, and yeah, I'm happy with it. You, you spoke a lot last season about not taking chances. We know that you're trying, trying to get a striker. Is that is that just emphasise why you're trying? To get Absolutely. Uh, well, two things. Uh, the, the pressing can be better from the from uh, from the start, and and scoring goals. And I think we need more players who are, are capable uh, to be in the one-on-ones. And we had the situations one-on-ones, uh, uh, wasn't it? Uh, it was Resford. It was um, I thought uh, Scott McTominay. Uh, one-on-one situations. Uh, Garnacho. A one-on-one situation, and from the situations um, you have to score. Uh, James, um, yeah. sorry, Eric. What is Kobe's injury, and how long do you expect him to be out for? Yeah, I understand the question, but you never can tell straight after a game. So we have to wait for uh, what it is. 
and I mean, obviously a real blow personally for him. It was a big chance for him tonight and a real, real shame. Yeah, so hopefully it's not too bad then. Uh, chances will come. I mean, if he, if he is facing, obviously you've got high hopes for him and you'd started in the Arsenal game and tonight. If the injury is, is problematic, could that affect transfer arrangements for potentially players leaving? It's, uh, I wanted to see um, on which levels he could play and uh, against Arsenal. Uh, we were pleased with his performance, so I wanted to see if he can repeat that some days after and from there on yeah, set conclusions and uh, uh, now yeah, I just I have to wait for the diagnose um, and then from there on uh, we will set conclusions Samuel Hi Eric what did you make of Andre Onana's debut and his performance? I think um, good uh, solid um, two very good saves um, so he was there in the moment the team needed him. Um, so he did his job. So I think he integrated well in, in our team. And just on the goalkeeper situation, Dean Henderson wasn't in the squad again. When is he likely to be fit to play? And also, is he seriously going to be happy with the possibility of being a number two this season? Uh, we, have, we have a group of keepers and as everyone else, uh, you have to fight for your, for your position. I think that's normal when you are at United. And yeah, he, he's, he's a good goalie. So yeah, he has to fight. And we have to see when he can return into the team training. One at the back. Okay, uh, Eric, back to uh, Onana real quick. Uh, how pleased are you with his assimilation into the squad with uh, his work with the defenders as well? And what are your expectations for him this season? Oh, yeah. Of course, uh, this is the first game and on detail we have a lot of work to do uh, between him and and the defending part. And you could see with the second goal where we are not closing the back post. It uh, can't be that and uh, Cole will come there. And yeah, that's uh, our uh, things that are rules we have to follow. And yeah, it will come quick that we integrate that into our way of play. Yes, Okay, sir, um, you say you're in need of strikers. So is Victor Simas in your radar or no? Oh, we never talk about uh, players in the contract with another club. So uh, we have our targets um, in the background. We are 24 um, yeah, 7. We are busy with it and to get uh, the right player uh, uh, sign a contract for us. <coughs> Laurie. Hi Eric, um, just one more on Andre if that's, if that's okay, he, he was coming out of his goal quite a lot, um, obviously that's what we expect from him, is that something that he's given licence to do in terms of what he thinks is best in that situation or are there kind of rules even for him when he can come out and, and when not? Oh, there are definitely principles and but, um, he's, he's a keeper, you can use him as a plus one in the back and um, yeah, so yeah, we will definitely will uh, in our strategy in our tactics we will put that in and just on the striker I know you've spoken about this a lot already but it seems like such a pivotal position before the start of the season do you think you'd get a new face in there? yeah <laughs> it's always difficult to say <laughs> it's like 
looking in the, but we are working 24 seven. We do, and everyone, not everyone, but a lot in the club, give all the power to get this done. Just here. Eric, it seems like you've used Mount in a few different areas this preseason. How would you assess how he's, you know, gone accustomed to the new team and the new playing style? I think very good. I forget. Uh, he had also very big chance and it was uh, five, six yards, one-on-one -on -one, uh, with the keeper, ball who dropped there from across. Uh, yeah, and so his movements uh, were, again, were, were great. Um, uh, in and out of possession. I think he played again um, a good game and you see already why he fits so good to our team. Okay, last two. There. All right, my name is Sam, I'm Africa Sports Network. I have this question for you, Coach. Um, what adjustment and improvement do you think um, you've identified that would be necessary for your overall gameplay and um, how you're going to secure the season having gone through some games during this preseason? Oh. We have some areas, of course, where we have to work, but it's also when um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased when we play Real Madrid and you, are go, you go head to head and then you are playing in a, in, in a good level. Uh, but yeah, there are areas what we have to improve. Hi, Eric. Um, just wondering, because we didn't get a chance to speak to you last night, what you took away from the the Wrexham match, seeing the young players playing in a match like that. And secondly, Joe Hugel and Johnny Evans have stayed around for the rest of the tour with the first team. What, what was behind that decision? Oh, um, I think it was a very good experience for um, young lads to play in the game, to feel the experience for big crowd. Um, uh, so in the stadium, but also uh, it was broadcasted um, so that, that gave a lot of energy, um, maybe also give some, some pressure and that is good uh, that uh, they have to deal with it and they feel when it is when you get criticized from an audience or when you get, get pushed by an audience. So um, that prospect was very good. Also, uh, you go in a, in a journey um, and all the things, all the aspects, what you have to face then, uh, like uh, the time difference, um, um, and the togetherness for a couple of days, uh, so I think it was it was very good. And then again against men football, I, normally they are used to play um, uh, kids football, and yesterday they had the experience, and it um, was yeah uh, we were disappointed about the result, but also about the performance uh, because we know uh, those kids can do better, and we have seen that against Lyon. And against Leeds United, they did much better. But yeah, that is also uh, from bad experiences you learn, and it will help them uh, to for one of them who can flew into the first squad, or in the others to go into professional football. So I think it was um, yeah very good decision uh, to uh, to approach this in this in this way, and then to stay about um, Johnny and about Joe. Uh, um, uh, yeah, we need the numbers uh, coming days in the training. Um, so, uh, as you see, uh, Fred is not here. Um, also, uh, Elanga uh, uh, went, went, went back. So, yeah, we, we need the numbers to, to, for proper training and to hit our targets. Um, 
And that's the reason that they are here. Yep, so as we heard there, Manchester United have lost 2-0 to Real Madrid. The next game will be Borussia Dortmund on Monday at 2am UK time before a trip back home for the 5th of August for a 12.45 kickoff against Lons before finishing off Manchester United's preseason activities with a game the following day at 4pm against Athletic Club over in Dublin at the Aviva Stadium. Manchester United kick off the season at home against Wolves on the 14th of August, so just over two weeks away before that 8 o'clock kickoff against Wolves at Old Trafford. United have got just over two weeks to get their team together, and hopefully Kobe Mainu's injury is not as serious as some may think it is, and we will get some news of that over to you guys as soon as we hear it. Manchester United, of course, are still in desperate need of a striker. But let's look Let's look back. A few weeks ago, we were talking about United desperately needing a goalkeeper. After the departure of David De Gea, we were talking about United needing to get a midfielder in because Christian Eriksen doesn't look like he's got the uh, the longevity in him for the forthcoming season You know, on his own. He started off really brightly and then he wavered as the season went on. So United have brought in Mason Mount. Brilliant addition to the team once he gets under the uh, the Eric Ten Hag way. Andre Onana, of course, a player that's played under Eric Ten Hag a lot and won the uh, IX League with him and played in that Europa League final against Manchester United, of course, and played in that Champions League final. So a player with real, real calibre to his name. So United now just need to uh, to bring in a striker. And, and as we've mentioned previously, Rosmus Hoyland is the uh, the name on everybody's lips. So let's hope that uh, things are going smoothly behind the scenes and we will be back for the proper Manchester is Red podcast with all the usual suspects with Samuel Luckhurst, Tyrone Marshall and anybody else that joins us for the ride. So thank you very much for listening to this midweek bonus podcast. We've had three of them this week. So you guys have been extremely lucky if you are, if you're still with us. So thank you for sticking with us. And as I say, the boys will be back from San Diego, I believe on Friday.